I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. I'm at him speaking with privacy attorney Adam Green of law firm Davis Wright Tremaine. Adam will be speaking to us about HIPAA enforcement trends. Hi, Adam. Hello. So now, Adam, OCR is often criticized that even though now there are almost 2,000 major HIPAA breaches listed on the wall of shame, including some mega breaches affecting millions of individuals, there have only been about two dozen HIPAA settlements since 2009 involving financial penalties. Why do you think that's the case, and do you think that's going to change anytime soon? So I think much of it falls to resources. I mean, they OCR receives 10 maybe 10,000, maybe more complaints a year. And of that, they do actually try to resolve all complaints that have some validity. They've been moving over the past few years to do more of them through technical assistance rather than full investigations, but they don't just ignore any complaints. And that's leading to, I think, the regional offices being tapped out with respect to trying to resolve all these complaints that come in. And so only a small number then end up going towards what I would call more formal enforcement, such as a financial settlement. And I don't see that changing anytime soon, unless there's a wholesale change in strategy where they really start just ignoring categories of complaints and not investigating them in order to assess far more fines or reach far more settlements, I just don't see them being able to change, or unless Congress suddenly changes appropriations and they're able to triple their staff overnight, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. If you're a covered entity, what do you think you need to be most worried about these days when it comes to a possible HIPAA enforcement action by OCR? For instance, so few breaches do result in financial penalties, and the OCR random audit program is still on hold. So what should they be worried about most? The audit program's on hold, but even when the audit program kicks up, I think the audit program is valuable for helping move people towards compliance and get resources towards compliance. But I think your biggest risk is always going to be a complaint or a breach. And so it's worth focusing on what is going to prevent complaints and breaches. Complaints, most of the time you're going to be dealing with disgruntled patients you know, who you haven't given their records to them or something like that. So at this point in time, it should be pretty easy on, on the most part to you know, comply with the right of access, for example. Your biggest issue is going to be breaches. And from a compliance standpoint and from a security standpoint, there's no substitute for a really good comprehensive risk analysis. So that will help avoid breaches to begin with. And then if you have a breach and you have a good risk analysis, it's going to be one of the first things that they ask for. So that would be the first and second place I focus is my risk analysis. After that would be having a good breach response program, because if you have a breach but don't have a good response to it, that can get you into trouble and can get you into that minority that goes towards a financial settlement. So now, what's the first thing that healthcare entities and their business associates who are now directly liable for HIPAA compliance, what's the first thing they should do if they find out they are the focus of an OCR HIPAA investigation, and how would they find out if they are indeed being investigated? There could be different circumstances that trigger an investigation. So if you've got a breach that involves over 500 individuals, you should just assume that you're going to be investigated. It's currently, to my understanding, OCR policy to investigate every such breach. And so go ahead and start preparing for what that investigation should look like. 
if you need outside assistance, outside counsel, go ahead and get that lined up at that time rather than waiting for the first investigation and data request because you can somewhat expect what sort of questions you're going to be receiving, such as do you have a valid risk analysis and looking at kind of the root cause, and you want to be preparing for that right from the start. The other way that you might find out about an investigation is a complaint comes in and you had never heard about this issue before, but you suddenly get a uh, OCR investigation letter. And you know, at that point, you want to consider whether you have the internal resources to respond or whether you need to bring in outside assistance. So now of the HIPAA settlements that we've seen to date that involve financial penalties, they've all been directed at covered entities. How soon do you think we'll see a business associate getting into a financial settlement with OCR? My best guess, and it's just a guess, would probably be next year because we see that these, between an incident happening and an actual settlement agreement, tends to be two to three years and business associates were not being held liable by HHS until September 2013. So it seems like if you had a breach by a business associate at the end of 2013, that could lead to an investigation focused on the business associate, and it could be two to three years, which would mean maybe end of this year, but more likely sometime next year, before that we actually see the, the fruition of that as a settlement agreement. So that's what I'm expecting versus some people were expecting that there would be a business associate would be made an example of on September 24th, 2013, the day after compliance. And, and that, that was never very realistic because these things do take time. When do you think we'll finally see OCR roll out the next phase of the random HIPAA audits? And why do you think it's been so delayed? So sometime, but unfortunately I don't know much details beyond that. I mean, the last thing I had heard a few months back was they are working on it imminently, but they don't have any time frame, which suggests it's not in the next month or two. I expect that we'll probably see it start later this year, maybe as early as the summer, but maybe later with, with surveys, but the actual audits where you know, after having surveyed certain entities, they've identified which ones are going to audit, it may not be until early 2016 that we actually see those audits take place. And I think much of the delay has been technology ones with respect to coming up with good homegrown technology for surveying potential audited entities and then actually conducting the audits electronically in a fashion where they can automate the um, collection of the information in a, in a in a secure manner. So my impression is that that's been a large part of it. But I also have no idea what the audit's going to look like because there's kind of two types of audits that are being discussed. One is desk audits. The other is on-site comprehensive audits. And those are two completely different types of audits. And I've been hearing back and forth as to which one is going to be the focus. So at this point, I don't know how many are going to be desk audits and how many and when we might see more comprehensive on-site audits. So any final predictions for what might be coming in terms of OCR HIPAA enforcement activities in 2015 or 2016? Anything else besides the random audits that everyone should be watching for? We still have a relatively new director at OCR, and you know, it takes time for things to go through the director. So it's HIMSS. It's now April. We haven't seen a single settlement agreement from this year. But that actually fits with past trends of not seeing many settlement agreements in the early part of the year. 
We've heard anecdotally that they have a significant pipeline of unprecedented settlement uh, agreements, meaning particularly high amounts and a particularly large number. So it wouldn't be surprising if we start seeing in the latter part of this year some really surprising settlement agreements with respect to potentially record-breaking. But I I think part of this delay, this gap between settlement agreements relates to kind of the the change of leadership over at OCR and, you know, taking some time for, for new leadership to get settled in. On a slightly different topic, HHS late last week issued proposed rules for meaningful use stages one and two, and they've sort of downgraded the measurement for things such as patients accessing their records electronically and secure messaging, making the percentages and the numbers that you know these healthcare providers have to meet lower than they were. Any idea why they did that, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I know hospitals were really struggling with sometimes getting patients to actually take the actions necessary for them to meet those thresholds. And so I had hospitals that were scrambling to do you know, big messaging campaigns to try to get patients to, to do their part, essentially. So I know it's welcome relief to have more flexibility in that area. You know, part of it is you know, patients are still getting used to potential electronic access. We're still building the infrastructure. You know, we're first starting to get patients downloading the tools to be able to best leverage information that they might download. So I think it's noble aspirations. I I am very much for greater patient engagement, but it may need to be a bit more organic with respect to building up the technology so that patients can really best leverage these patient portals or now alternatively API access um, so that they can use technology to, to not just get but really leverage their health data. Thanks, Adam. I've been speaking to attorney Adam Green. I'm Marianne Kobusak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.